University Challenge. It's the program to test your wits and your knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Space Channel 5. Welcome back to this special University Challenge episode of Big Red Potion starring Brad Galloway, Richard Nayak and Chihong Liu of GameCritics.com and our very own Joe D'Elia asking the questions myself. Can Billy Lee make back the deficit with the nine questions to go? Starting at question 11. Its life-to-date units shipped as of the 30th of September 2011 are 32.92 million in Japan, 56.19 million in the Americas, and 149 million worldwide. Its promotional slogan in North America is Touching is Good, which series of... Really? Delia! That was an accident. Touching is good, huh? Okay, let's... That's a pretty for answer. I, I gotcha. Uh, it's Nintendo thing. Um, damn it, never mind. Uh, Nintendogs. I'll finish the question. That's five points lost for, uh, for Billy Lee, unfortunately. I'll finish the question for Gugukun. Uh, which series of consoles am I describing? It's gotta be the DS. Yeah, it's gotta be the <laughs> DS. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> that final bit really gives it away. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you sneaky bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Right. More shipping figures. So to get the bonus points, tell me the console they're associated with. First one, five points. Worldwide sales most recently estimated at 40.8 million, with 22 to 23.8 million of those in North America, 8 million in Europe, and 3.58 million in its native Japan. Which console? Um. Hmm. So, what Japanese console sold really well in America, not Japan? Tanked. I don't know. Is it uh something obscure? Is it like the Wonder Swan or something? No, that can't was be. It, it's too much. Was, was, was it the? <laughs> could it be, could it have been the Dreamcast? I'll give you one more time. Forty. Yeah, points. that's gotta be it. That's gotta be it. You're gonna go for Dreamcast. Dreamcast. I think. Okay. I think you're right, Richard. Okay. It's not any idea okay. for it. Oh. Billy Lee. Mm. Good guess though, Richard. You had me convinced. No. Mm-hmm. It was the Sega Genesis or Mega Drive. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that small. Huh. Interesting. In fact, it, it was earlier estimated only to be 20 million, but wow. that was when Sega, I think mean, they, st- they stopped counting in 1995, and there was quite a lot of business after that. Um, wow. Okay, mm-hmm. second one. First released in 1987 and finally completely discontinued in 1995, it sold a total of 10 million units worldwide and only 2.5 million in the United States. Which console? Oh. I'll say that again. First released yeah, in 1987 and finally completely discontinued in 1995, it sold a total of 10 million units worldwide and only 2.5 million in the U.S. Is that the Virtual Boy, Richard? What do you think? Virtual Boy? No, it was, Virtual Boy wasn't until the 90s. I'm thinking it was the last Atari. It was whichever one was after the 7600 or the 7200 or whatever it was. What year did you say, Sadan? Can you read that? First released, 1987. 
80, oh, I'm sorry, 87. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I thought you said 97. No, no, 87 and completely discontinued in 1995. Oh, gosh. I don't. You got any guesses? No. The... My only guess is the Atari, I'm trying to remember the number, Atari 9600. Any guesses over at Billy Lee? Is it a Master System? Sega Master System? No, Joe? I'd say the Neo Geo, but I think that went beyond 95. I so think much. I think Richard, I guess you'd say closest, it's the TurboGrafx-16. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Right, last one. This will be if you get this again, I'll be impressed, but I can't give you bonus points. A joint venture between Apple and Japanese toy maker Bandai, which in nineteen ninety five console launched at five hundred and ninety nine dollars, but with a meager roster of games that sold an unthinkably low forty two thousand units before being discontinued in nineteen ninety seven. Oh, what is this? I know this. What's the name? Yeah, I can. I, it's like I can see it in my head. Like I can see it, but I it's don't. Like I can, I can see what it looks like, and I remember yeah. being in the store and wanting one, but I don't remember what the name <laughs> really? is. Did you not? Did you not get it because of the price? No, because well, that and I was, I think I was probably like nine years old at the time. And no money, but it was. Oh, what is the name? I got, I got nothing, man. It, it was, it was like an animal name. It was like the leopard or the tiger, pan, was it the, the tiger? panther. No, it wasn't tiger. It was like. Jaguar. Jaguar. Was it the Jaguar? Uh, yeah. It's not the Jaguar. It's okay. not, but I, I can like feel you like so close to it. Any any idea over at Billy Lee at all? No. 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 Apple Pippin. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Damn it. Uh, yeah. I think you were there, like you knew it was P. Yeah. But not quite. Oh. But we didn't get any of those, but you did get the ten points to start off. So that is hundred and twenty to Gagukan. Forty five for Billy Lee, but Still loads of time, I think. Still in it, still in it. Exactly. Hey, positivity. (laughs) I'm ready to go. Where's my 3DO and American Laser Games questions? I'll get those in a second. (laughs) I think those are next year. (laughs) How many (laughs) Magdor with questions you got? (laughs) Right, here we go. Question 12, started for 10. No confirming. Fingers on buzzers. On November the 28th, 2007, then editorial director Jeff Gersman was dismissed from GameSpot, with rumours suggesting it was the result of external pressure. Jagukan Nyak. Kanan Lynch. Is the right answer. Yes. Good one. Good one. Well, yes. Publisher. I know, I, I was waiting I, I for the was... end of the question because I didn't want to get stumped again. On the... good, good risk. I'm, I'm really taking far too many, too, too many risks here. <laughs> it's paying off, it's paying off. So that's 10 more points for Gegukun and uh, three more starters on gaming controversies for our students to mull over. Five points on offer for right answers. Which ex-Maxis employee memorably described the Wii back in 2007 as a piece of shit that was hardly better than two GameCubes stuck together with duct tape? Oh, dude! I totally remember the quote. Who was it? Was it? Uh, was, it was it Sid Meier, Brad? I, 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 I'm not 100 percent sure, but I got nothing. So let's go with that. I don't remember. Sid Meier is the only name I can associate with Maxis. No. Any idea of it, Billy Lee? No. no I'm just laughing because <laughs> Sid Meier would never say anything <laughs> like that. Dude, dude, man, that guy's like as uh, prestigious as you can come when when it comes to video games, man. You wouldn't hey, say anything like that. You never know, you know. You know. Um. <laughs> I, I was hoping X-Maxis might give it away. It's Chris Hecker. Yeah. He recently, yeah. recently lost his uh, job over at Maxis. Um, 
I think maybe that's harsh on him. I don't know if he left. But he certainly lost. Is not there anymore. Right. Second one. The Red Ring of Death, or the Red Rings of Death hardware fault, largely responsible for the high failure rates of the Xbox 360, with the highest estimates coming in at over 50%, cost Microsoft millions of dollars. But which other prominent 360 error is now also covered by the three-year extended warranty and is indicated when the lower right quadrant of the ring indicator flashes red and the error message, System Error, contact Xbox customer support is displayed? So what's the name of the error is what you're looking for? Oh, I don't know. I've gotten it, but I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're, I've never had a 360 error of any kind. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, you must be the one guy left. Yeah, yeah, I've had both, man, but I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you that second one. What is it? Are, are you asking for like the the it's got, uh, it's got like, a three letter code? And you said it's by a light in the. It's, I'll say that last bit again. Uh, it's covered by the free extended warranty and is indicated when the lower right quadrant of the ring indicator flashes red and the error message system error contact Xbox customer support is displayed. And I'm certain our listeners are shouting this one out. As, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've seen it, but I don't know what it is. Richard, you got anything? Um, DOA? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's awesome. That would be appropriate, but... <laughs> no. E74? Yeah. Is it oh, one? yeah. Joe, you got it. Yeah, I was thinking it. Yeah, how many times have you had it? <laughs> no, I've had Red Rings five times. Uh, oh my almost word. six, oh but I've never goodness. had an E74. Knock uh, on wood. <laughs> yeah, touch touch wood. See if Joe knows this one as well. But if, uh, let's see if um, Richard and Brad know from the first. What color screen of death is the E74 error associated with? Red. I... Uh, I don't know. I remember getting it, but I don't remember like the details of it. I remember being pissed off. Uh, so. <laughs> it's a screen of death. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is it like? Is it like? Uh, oh, is it white or yellow? Maybe white. I, I honestly couldn't say. Do you want to take a stab at it, Richard? Um. Well, I know it's not blue screen of death. Um. So white. I, yeah, let's go with white. Joe. I don't remember. Okay. G. Black is the right answer. Really? Well played, G. Well played. Okay, so that's. I think we said ten more points for uh, for for Gugukin. I'm not even going to go to the scores until this until this is all wrecked. Um, we're going to change this now. Come on, Billy Lee. We're going to change this up. Come on. Question thirteen starts for ten. Blizzard Entertainment, responsible for the Warcraft, Diablo and StarCraft series of games, and currently owned by Activision, is celebrating its 20th birthday this year. When the company was launched by three UCLA graduates back in 1991, what was it called? Oh, jeez. Silence in the Wings. No answer. We can get to another starter. Okay, the answer is... Silicon and Synapse. Wow. Oh, good thing I didn't buzz that. I was going to guess uh, Westwood or something. Okay. So we go to one of our other starter questions, then we'll come back to the bonus questions with uh, to do with that one. Okay. So, again, starting for 10. Which 2006 survival horror game allegedly borrowed so heavily from a classic horror movie and its 2004 remake that a lawsuit was filed with the game's publisher defending itself by pointing to a warning label on the box intended to distinguish the game from any films. Really? Delia. Dead Rising. 
He's the right answer. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I knew that one too. I wanted to make sure I got that one. Okay, great. Um, so that is 10 points for Billy Lee, and we have uh, start questions to do with the original question to do with uh, developers. So, five points for each correct answer, Billy Lee. Let's see if you get this one. In which decade was the Japanese console powerhouse, powerhouse Nintendo formed? In which decade was Nintendo formed? I want to say the 50s, but Chi, do you have any... Uh... I was going to say the 70s, but you could be right. I know they, I, they did playing cards back before the 70s. I know that for a fact. Uh, it's either the 50s or 60s. I'm not sure which. Um, go with 50s, then. Go with the 50s. How far out do you think they are? Uh, I think I, I think I know this, actually. It's yeah. earlier than that, isn't it? Is it the 1890s? <gasps> so close. Really? Press- right answer. 1880s. It's wow. 1880s. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Wonderful, I've- Richard. <laughs> I didn't go that far back. Yeah, no, they and they were nothing to do with gaming, if I recall, when they started. It was obviously because gaming wasn't around, but they, right. I don't even think it was anything close to it. Um, so there you go, Nintendo, over a hundred years old. <laughs> um, second question for Billy Lee: widely regarded as Sega's answer to Shigeru Miyamoto, he was inducted into the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences Hall of Fame in 2003, largely because of his work on some of the most successful and acclaimed arcade games of all time. What is his name? I want to say Yu Suzuki. Yu Suzuki, yeah. It's the right answer. Very good. And five more. Uh, Shingo Takatsuka, the man behind the winning 11 Pro Evolution soccer games, is better known (laughs) by which nickname said to derive from his love of fishing? His nickname derived from fishing. If If you don't know, I really demand a fishing guess. A fish-related guess. <laughs> Tackle bait? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much better than the real answer. I was going to say the bass man, but that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's Pete. That's, his name is Seabass. Oh, wow. Mm. Oh, so close. So close. Um, but you still get 15 points, which brings you up to 60 I'm waiting. I picked up, just happened to be on the floor of my garage, the instruction manual to Warlock for the Sega Genesis. Um, apparently, I bought a rental copy of this at some point. And I just want to give out this pro tip to everybody. In the back, in the notes section, some lucky renter had scribbled some passwords for the game. So if you have Warlock for the Sega Genesis, and you go to the <laughs> password screen and you type P L E U P or D, you will get something. I'm not sure what. It's a surprise. Um, <laughs> I thought I was going to be much ruder. No, 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 no. This is... There's no... Oh, well, no. I'm not going to read that. Okay, but he also wrote his phone number here, so if you guys want his phone number, I can pass that out, too. I don't think we can pass that Just saying. Okay. Glad I interrupted. That's, that's good. I'm, I'm going to work out how I'm going to include that now. <laughs> Maybe drink like a sort of musical incident. <laughs> on buzzers teams uh, this is the 14th starter question which Hollywood composer who also composed the main score for Modern Warfare 2 was brought in to help <laughs> Billy Delia Hans Zimmer is the right answer oh, well gosh. played mm. just yeah. beat Richard by a, a 
pinch. Yes. And I had the wrong answer, so it's a good thing you answered first. I would have had the wrong answer, too. (laughs) Hans Zimmer, I was going to say, was brought in to help with the set to set the devastated dystopian tone of Crisis 2. Yes, he was. So, some audio-visual questions now. And as always, five points on offer for each one. Billy Lee, let's go. What is the name of the acclaimed Konami composer or ex-Konami composer responsible for the music behind many of the Silent Hill games? Oh, you got me pegged. Do I need to carry on? Do you want to just... Akira Yamioka. Is the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, who recently teamed up with Goetia Suda and Shinji Mikami to work on Shadows of the Damned. He did. Um, right. Next up. In the puzzle platformer Catherine, how does the tormented protagonist Vincent visualize other men in his nightmarish dreams? I want to... Is that sheep? Oh, yeah, that's what I would have said too. Is the right answer. Sweet. And for nice. five more points in a, in a full house... Kick, punch, it's all in the mind. If you want to test me, I'm sure you'll find the things I'll teach you is sure to beat you, but nevertheless, you'll get a lesson from teacher. It's a quote from which 1996 game that would prove to be hugely influential to its genre? It's Parappa the Rapper. I believe it's Chop Chop Master Onion, is the guy who said it. Is such a right answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a full 25 points. That, that really changes everything, actually. That's 85 for Billy Lee and 130 for Get Gookin. It's suddenly a lot closer. Okay. So another music question now. Uh, this is a character theme from a Final Fantasy game. I want you to tell me the game it's from and the character it's associated Sweet with. Sweet Jesus. That is Final Fantasy VI, Terra. Is the right answer. Yes. Um, so three more Final Fantasy themes to chew over. I, I, I think in Joe, you don't really mind that you haven't got this one. Oh, hell no. no. She may be a bit more. Uh, I haven't played them in a while. The, the, the later ones I'm not a fan of, so yeah, I'm not I'm not crying over this one either. Yeah. We'll see. I'm not, I'm not certain Rich and, and, and Brad are that enthusiastic about... Uh, Brad's, no, played, not, not, Brad's played them all, though. I have played them, but man, I'm not the music guy, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Depends. I don't know. I listened to the crap out of them when I was a teenager, so we'll see. We'll see. Okay. So we have three more Final Fantasy themes. I again want the name of the game and the character it's associated with. I got nothing, Richard. Give me a second. Dancing a little bit, it's kind of got a nice groove to it. Yeah, alright. It's from. It's from eight. I'm gonna cut you off there. It's not from eight. Okay. It's, I know, it sounds too midi to be eight. Man. You think it sounds too midi to be eight? It's actually from ten. Oh, oh. <laughs> and it's Aaron's theme. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm, sure. So, how about this one? I got, I got nothing. I got zero. Uh, 
take a stab at it, Richard. I mean, it's not... I'll guess if you don't want to guess. I'll guess. Uh, hang on. Unless he's a really sadistic and he threw one from 11 in there. Is it Balfier from 12? No, but that's a good guess. It's actually 13 and Sass. Oh. oh, crap, I wouldn't have gotten that. Has anyone here actually played 13 apart from me? Nope. No. No. I played five hours of it. That's five hours too. Got the wrong game critics, uh, Bracken and Speed for both playing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, Tim. Sorry, Mike. I, I tried. Okay, so last one. I, I think even Joe will get this one. All right. <laughs> uh, that's uh, One Winged Angel Sephiroth from 7 is the right answer <laughs> I figured after all the evilness I should throw an easy one in there um, okay so 1, 4, 5 with Gagukan there's still actually technically enough points for a for a late comeback Billy Lee comeback. hold the hope hold the hope okay so that's the end of the music round four more questions to close out again start for 10 to close out this little interlude of sound and music, a question on voice acting. This Australian actress is best known for her portrayals of Morrigan in Dragon Age. Gagukan Nyak. Okay, uh, Claudia Black. Is the right answer. Ooh, nice one. I was going to say known for her portrayals of Morrigan in Dragon Age, Samantha Byrne in Gears of War 3, and anyone for the last one I would have said? Uh, is it Chloe? The girl from Uncharted? This is, yeah, Chloe Fraser from Uncharted. Yes. Very good. Um, that might kill it. Let's see if you can really kill it with these free bonus questions. Can, uh, free voice actors to work out from the descriptions. Five points for each. What is the name of the American opera singer who acted in the same game she sang the songs Once You Gone and Oh Caramia Adio? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a game that's got the music. I got, I got uh, squat. I got nervous. What did... Are you asking for the name of the actress or the game? Actress. Okay, I don't know the actress, but is it is it Devil May Cry? One of them? You're going to kick yourself when I say it again. I'm going to say it one right? more time. Oh. Ellen McLean, yeah. That's, sorry, I didn't mean to... Uh, oh, that's all right. Oh. Ellen McLean. We wouldn't have gotten it anyway, it's fine. Voice of GLaDOS in Portal 2 and Portal. No, um, I should have... All right. It's all right. It's a, I, I worded it to be a bit tricky. Um Right, second one. Which 2002 video game featured the voice talents of Dennis Hopper, Danny Trejo, Danny Dyer, Burt Reynolds, Gary Busey, and Jenna Jameson, amongst others? Was that... Uh, <laughs> I want to say it was Vice, Vice City. I'm not positive on that, though. Can we get the list one more time? Yeah, sure. Which 2002 video game featured the voice talents of Dennis Hopper, Danny Trejo, Danny Dyer, Burt Reynolds, Gary Busey, and Jenna Jameson, amongst others? I, I got like I got his. Uh, let's see, Vice City is the right answer. Yay! Nice. It was Janet Jameson who gave it away. Haha. <laughs> As she often has. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, last one. Who provided the voices of Vossler? Sorry, it's, it's one person. Just to reiterate, who provided the voices of Vossler in Final Fantasy XII? Romeo in Halo ODST. Dr. Edward Richterfin in Call of Duty World at War, and Stephen Heck in Alpha Protocol. Oh, that was Nolan North, wasn't it? Richard, what do you think? Uh, no clue. I remember Heck. I'm pretty sure it was Nolan North, wasn't it? It's the right answer. Yeah. Jesus Christ. 
very good. How many good. voices has this guy done? All, he, all of the, uh, all yeah, of the voices. <laughs> Even yours, Chi. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of his one of my favorite performances. No enough when he did. <laughs> really, really nailed it. Um, right, three more to go. Seventeen starter for ten. I like my beer like I like my women, stout and bitter. You had me at Zug Zug, and why does everyone automatically assume I know tailoring and cooking? Are quotes taken from the playable characters of which long-running MMORPG? Gekuken Nayak. Yeah, World of Warcraft. Is the right answer. Okay. <laughs> Good. Nice. I, thought, I, thought, I knew you were going to talk about I, it was going to be either Warcraft or World of Warcraft. I didn't want to buzz in too soon. Ah, uh, well Okay, so three MMOs to name now. I'll name some of their expansion packs, and you'll hopefully provide the MMO. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> Here we go. First, first set. Gates of Discord, The Serpent Spine, Lost Dungeons of Norath, and The Runes of Kunark. Uh, uh, so is it uh, EverQuest? It's the right answer. Yeah, I think. Oh, oh, yeah. Yes, well, yes, that is my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> right, second set. Rise of the Xylart, Chains of Promethea, and Wings of the Goddess. Uh, Richard, it's Final Fantasy uh, 11, right? That's the online. No, I got no idea. Yeah, it's Final Fantasy 11. Is the right answer as well. Ooh. And last one: Shrouded Isles, Trials of Atlantis, Darkness Rising, and Labyrinth for the Minotaur. Uh, is, is that Conan? Congrats. No, it's it's not. It's okay. not that. I sit. Give me the list one more time. Sure. Shrouded Isles, Trials of Atlantis. Darkness Rising and Labyrinth of the Minotaur. Mm, no, I I've heard the names, but I, I can't I can't place it. Richard, no. Uh, my Conan was the only thing I came up with, so I have no uh, idea. Okay, okay. it's uh, Age of Camelot. Yep, yeah, that's it. Mm. Oh, did you know that, Joe? My friend plays it, so I knew about Atlantis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? There you go. I wouldn't have expected them to answer from you. That would have been that would have been inspired if it come to you. Boom. Ah, okay. So that's. Uh, 20 more points for Kagukan. Start for 10, guys. I'm going to read a quote from a review, and I'd like you to name the game the review is describing for 10 points. So this is the quote. A disappointingly substandard role-playing game buried under the debris of a thousand forgettable robots slain in a hundred vacant hallways by one man in a silly... Really? Delia! Too human. It's the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> because Sinan and I played that co-op for about three hours, and I wanted to stab myself with a fork. It was... Yes, go on. I'm, I'm dedicating that one to, uh, to Tim. He'll appreciate it, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the quote continues, After initial burst of curiosity, this repetitive, derivative, and ultimately ridiculous game will be, will be remembered primarily for how little resulted from so much work. Ooh. Good times. So that is Too Human. Uh, that was Variety's review of it. I'm going to give you three more reviews, Billy Lee. Very critical of the games they are reviewing, and I want you to name the game on the receiving end of the review. First up, it's not obvious they knew just how monumentally moronic the game they created is. That's the key difference between the two titles. Bulletstorm is the funny guy at the party who has a, had a bit too much to drink. Whereas this is the guy who gets plastered, runs around naked with a lampshade on his head, and doesn't understand that everyone is laughing at him and not with him. <laughs> Joe, I want to say Duke Nukem forever. What do you think? Yeah, that makes a pretty good deal of sense. 
is the right answer. Nice. Thank you. Very good. Right. Uh, another one. I could have dealt with the much lauded adventure elements, subpar graphics, even that clown's shadow. But the bottom line is that this feels more like some hack job created by a bunch of Sega interns as opposed to a game from a competent development studio. I'll say, yeah, yeah. I'll say again. I could have dealt with the much lauded adventure elements, subpar graphics, even that clown's shadow. But the bottom line is that this feels more like some hack job created by a bunch of Sega interns as opposed to a game from a com- competent development studio. Hmm. Hmm. What Sega game have they messed up recently? There are only one <laughs> of the features. Features, features clowns? <laughs> has a clown shadow? I mean, Knights has clowns, but... Uh... I'll just just to be clear, you know they, they've screwed up a dozen, half a dozen uh, Sonic games, so we can just pick one of those. <laughs> I was just going to say, just to be clear, not to maybe I'm I'm not saying it correctly, but Shadow is a name in that instance. Ah, uh, ah, uh, okay, okay. So that's definitely a Sonic game. Was it in the Shadow a character in Sonic? Yes. I'll, I'm sorry, Sam. Can you read it one more time? Yeah, I'll go for it. I could have dealt with the much lauded adventure elements, subpar graphics, even that clown shadow, but the bottom line is that this feels more like a like some hack job created by a bunch of Sega interns as opposed to a game from a competent development studio. I want to say that Sonic and the is it the Black Knight game because I, I think they screwed that one up really I don't, bad. But I don't, if you, know, I don't, if you can think of another one. I don't think Shadow was in that one. That's the thing. Uh, okay, good call then. Yeah. Um, the Sonic Colors and Generations are actually good games. Yeah. So I don't think it's those. Yeah, I want to say it's Sonic Unleashed, um, but the adventure right, elements ahead. weren't. Uh, I want to say it's Sonic Adventure Two because that's the that's the one where they kind of introduced a lot of the adventure elements, or even Sonic Adventure One. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> all in there. All the Sonic games. All I didn't even know. Just, I didn't even know those all, were so good. Let's see. All right. Well, Shadow wasn't in Sonic. The Hedgehog uh, Unleashed, I don't think. So let's go with uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Sonic Adventure 2. Any, <laughs> any, any idea of it, Kikukin? No, um, I don't know. Is it Sonic Heroes? You actually kind of said it, Joe, but I don't think you meant to. Yeah. It's just Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, was that one? I, see, I forgot the Shadow was playable in that one. Yeah, yeah okay. that, that one. I always wanted to give you the points. but There's I, so many of them. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Last one, then. Again, five points on offer. A good way to blow your cover is to randomly stab innocent civilians, and trust me when I say that forcing yourself not to do so is a lot harder than it sounds. Those wacky, fun-loving lepers have this hilarious tendency to shove you with all their retard strength and send you flying the old mosh pit style, which I feel makes me well within my rights to lamp them one, but then everyone turns against you because apparently it's not as funny when you do it. And then there are the beggar women who latch onto you like a lamprey eel and constantly run in front of you whining for coins in a manner scientifically designed to get on my tits. Then I give them a gentle, discouraging knuckle sandwich and they run off yelling like I'm the arsehole. It's particularly close to home for me because this is pretty much how all my relationships turn out. Well, it's Assassin's Creed, but who wrote that quote? <laughs> that, that's Yahtzee, isn't it? It is Yahtzee. Oh, okay, of course. Had to have been and it is Assassin's Creed. Well done. So that's 20 more points for Billy Lee. Last question, guys. Um, I think I made this one particularly hard. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you mean these other ones haven't been? <laughs> well, those, those ones have been... This has all been a build-up to this question. Right, last question. 
10 points on offer for the starter. Which shooter was marketed on a massive 40 million platform centered on the Believe campaign, marketing which saw Pepsi Cola release a new line of soft drink for it, an alternate reality game? Dekukun Nyak! Uh, is that Halo 3? It's the right answer. Good, good call, good call. I was going to say an alternate reality game called Iris and even resulted in an ex-Microsoft CEO, Bill Gates, attending the launch in Bellevue, Washington, to shift coffee copies himself. I can't speak. Excuse me. Um, I remember that soda. It was terrible. Game Fuel. What, what it was called? Game Fuel. Yeah, Joe. That's his idea. I drank oh. many a cup. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's 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 forget the teams. Let's all four of us try and get this one. So three more questions now, each one on each one on a first-person shooter. In which game can the severed head of former industry linchpin John Romero be found using the ID clip cheat code to access access a room that cannot otherwise be reached? Doom two is the right answer. Ooh. The cell shaded <laughs> two thousand and three shooter thirteen or XIII was released for Xbox, PS2, and PC back in November 2003. But who developed the game? I need the precise name of one of the two credited developers. Oh, wow. So that's 13. It wasn't Suda51, was it? No. No, no, no. no. It's a Ubisoft okay. game. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, it's right, right. Ubisoft game. Yes. One of their internals. You're on the right track. Is it that Guillermo guy? I think you're very much on the right track. Yev Germo or So which where where would he have been? Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Cheek basically got it. It's Ubisoft Paris. Mm. So that's pretty much pretty mm. much right. Okay, last one. This might be I don't know, we'll see. This might be very easy or very hard, I'm not sure. Development team Retro Studios was initially tasked with four projects for the upcoming GameCube in nineteen ninety eight. One of these projects was cancelled and replaced by another game. The other three games were also cancelled, but a replacement game was released in 2002 to higher claim. What's the game in question? Metro Prime. Very easy, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which is, I don't know why Metro Prime. Okay, so that is the end of the quiz. Final scores. Are you ready for this? No, never. No? <laughs> I'm just going to sign off now. I, I think I think considering where you guys were earlier... We, we made it a little respectable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Billy Lee ended on 105. You reached a three figures. Lovely. Which I think should be applauded, Gigukin. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But Gigukin... It should, it should be applauded with slightly more gusto. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, actual applause, you mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> There we go. Well Good job, guys. Thanks, but guys. Gagookin are the winners with 195 points. Oh, sweet Jesus. That's, that's so well done, Gagookin. Good job, guys. Great. Nice work, Richard. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Internet by five. <laughs> there's, no, there's, no, there's no shame in losing to the logician that is Richard Nyack. <laughs> I, I seriously thought we were sunk after I missed both the Sonic question and a Half-Life question. <laughs> So yeah, that crowns uh, Gigukin as the Big Red University Challenge Champions of 2011. Um, that does mean, Joe, that you are kicked off the podcast. Oh, that was that was those were the rules. Been fun, guys. It's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyone, Brad? Do you want to join us? And you seem like you're getting bored of game critics from. I could I could use a little change. I can go back and forth. You know, okay. across the pond once in a while is fine. Cool. Okay. Awesome. That's awesome. I've never I've never been to the UK, so. 
Hey, maybe Richard should join you. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to, um, before sending you on your way, just throwing out a plug for, for GameCritics.com and your podcast and all the reviews. And I feel like I feel like the, the head honcho there, Mr. Chi Kong Lu, should, uh, should lead the way and tell us all about GameCritics.com. <laughs> I think your 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 uh, readers are very uh, your listeners are very familiar with them already since you plug us guys so much and I'm very much appreciated. But yeah, we're GameCritics.com. We have a little podcast. We're running like sixty something episodes now, and uh, the website's been going like ten years strong. And yeah, you know, we're sort of famous for putting out some of the lowest scores on the internet and <laughs> being hated for it. <laughs> what, what kind of scores? Which ones? What have you What have you done? Which ones are the best ones? Uh, the, one of the, the one that really put us on the map was uh, giving Halo, uh, a 7.5, Halo 3 rather, a 7.5 back in the 7. day. 7.5? Shocking. Yeah, and, uh, Brad, what was the one that you got so much heat on? Was it, uh, Dragon Age 2? Yeah, uh, Dragon Age 2. I think I gave it like, it was like a, I want to give it like a 3 or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, Mass Effect 2, I think I gave it like a, like a 6. I got like a ton of hate mail for that one. We've got, we've, we've got a bunch. You want to see some, uh, low numbers on the internet. I mean, who says critics only give out 8s, 9s, and 10s? We prove that to be utterly false. <laughs> Come down to game critics and we use the entire entire spectrum of numbers, I guarantee you. Numbers you'll never have seen before in the games. You won't even recognize these numbers. You'll wonder what it is. You'll have to Google it. <laughs> Joe, um... Anything you would like to shout out to before we go? Yeah, uh, uh, Vin Dieselism is a great way to go if you're currently in college. Um, <laughs> let me know if you have any questions on that. And uh, I know you guys over at Game Critics are preparing your your games of the year. Which you've got? A, is there going to be a show for that? Oh yeah, definitely. Absolutely, we'll be recording that I think in uh, three weeks or something like that. So yeah, definitely uh, if you want to get the scoop on 2011 from a bunch of. Uh, uh, cranky uh, jaded bastards please tune into the Game Critics end of the year podcast now we we're already fairly certain Dragon Age 2 is going to be the Game Critics 2011 <laughs> game of the year um, but, but Joe any any ideas on your end for our show next month uh, I'm, I'm currently brewing some stuff I have um, I have several 3DO games to get through before I make any decisions <laughs> uh, but I'll let you guys know uh, when Marky Mark Funky Bunch make my videos played you guys will be the first to know excellent yeah, we'll have uh, Joe, Zan, Jeff, and Eddie all back for that. And that'll probably go up on New Year's Day or the day after, maybe probably the day after, and let me recover from New Year's Eve. After that, we'll be back to normal service. So uh, all the best and see you at the turn of the year. <laughs>